Hyma Black here on, I literally have lost track of what day it is, at South by Southwest 2015. I'm here for Chicago Made Illinois Entertainer and Dynasty Podcast. I'm here with none other than the man, J.C. Brooks. How are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing all right. I, uh, yeah, I, we just got in yesterday, uh, played last night uh, at the Continental Club, and it was fun and great. We played three new tunes, two of them that have never been heard outside of rehearsal, uh, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to, this is our day off, and uh, we got shows tomorrow and Saturday, so I'm looking forward to like soaking up a lot of music today. That's awesome, man. Uh, and last night was the Bloodshot Records uh, showcase, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, how long have you been working with Bloodshot? Um, since uh, late 2011. Wow. wow. So, not a hell of a long time, especially compared to some of their like like Waco Brothers shit like that. But uh, but they're uh, they're awesome. Uh, I, yeah. Well, let's talk about them for a quick second. We're going to talk about you and, and everything you have going on. But right now, it is the 20th anniversary of Bloodshot. Kind of, what has it been like being on that label for you? Kind of, how has Bloodshot been as a home for Jay Z Brooks? Um, it's been awesome. I I had reservations at first because there was nothing on their label like us at the time, and uh, and now they've got you know now we've got Baron Whitfield, and um, but I I grew to see that as an advantage because we weren't competing with other label mates for the same market share, and um, it's amazing how much their their press arm, their promotion arm. Uh, kind of boosted our status and made touring that much easier for us. So, um, yeah, they've done great stuff just from, like, a, a mercenary perspective. And also they're really warm label, like, uh, small group of people, like 11, 12 people that work in the not even 12 people that work in the office. And, um, yeah, they're all very sweet. Uh, I get to see the heads of our label all the time. Um and not even always in business context. Like I see, uh, I see Nan and Mark out at like concerts and shit like that. I've so. seen Nan Warshaw all over South by this year already. Yeah, just yeah. everywhere. You can't miss the the purple hair and yeah. But so yeah, yeah. It's it's really. Uh, or, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on trying to like uh, describe this accurately, but it is. Uh, they've got a lot of influence and a lot of push, uh, but it still feels like a very small like run out of your home label because there is still a lot of interaction and um, and connection and uh, yeah sorry I'm getting yeah. no man that's awesome so we're here at South by uh, how many years have you been coming to South by you know professionally performing here uh, since let's see hold on it's 15 since 2012 so um, we signed with Bloodshot in fall of 2011 and uh and then that next spring, we came out to our first South By. Uh, then we came in 2013. We skipped last year, and uh, and now we're back. So what are your goals for this South by Southwest 2015? What are you hoping to accomplish here as an artist, you know, personally, professionally, any of that? I'm, I mean, uh, to be perfectly honest, my goals here are what everyone else who isn't on a major label's goals here, and it's just to be seen by people who have never seen or heard us before. Um, I, you know, we're debuting new material, but it is not necessarily for our crowd, our fan base. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just to be seen and to see new music. And, uh, yeah, I'm not 
I'm not big on networking. I'm kind of antisocial, so I'm not like around trying to like glad hand. But I always love um, leeching inspiration from random places. We were just at Flat Stock right before we came here, and um, Jeremy and I. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, there is someone else here with me. Uh, he is our the Uptown Sound keyboardist, but he's also my um, yeah yeah. We've got a new lineup. Uh, but uh, he and I also have a side project together called the KID. And, like, uh, you know, we were uh, over at Flatstock, like, picking up design inspiration for, like, okay, yeah, what could a single cover look like and whatnot. So there's so many, there's so much more to do here besides just music. Yeah. And, um, and also the artist gifting suites don't hurt either. I finally have a new backpack. Because, the, okay, that's the new one that I got today. The one that is in our hotel room, like, the arm is fucking, like, frayed and falling off and shit like that. So I'm like, yay, utility. Thank you. <laughs> I, well, you just went through a bunch of stuff I want to touch on. So I'm going to hit these things kind of one by one. Uh, you mentioned the new music. I know that you just released a new song. It's called uh, You Can't Break Me. And that just came out very recently, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The um, uh, Let's see. It was on... Uh, on XRT about a week and a half ago, and the video just debuted about uh, four, four days ago, four or five days ago. Uh, you know, I know it's been really early. How has the response been to the new song? My mom thinks it's great. Uh, no, you I passed the test. I don't. I I really don't know. I've kind of been a uh, last fall. I kind of had to uh, take a face break and stop doing social media. So I. Um, I think it's been good. I don't know. Uh, but I am uh, very uh, away from all social media platforms. So That's probably I, healthy, you know? Oh, it definitely was. I, uh, yeah, I needed to do it because I was, one, uh, after the Ferguson decision got handed down, I discovered how many of my, uh, my friends were racists or had um, uh, uncompassionate leanings. And uh, so there was that, but then like there was the Garner thing a couple of weeks later, and uh, and I was like, I don't want to get into another round of fucking arguing and def- defriending and uh, and whatnot. So I just scrapped Facebook, and uh, and that was the only one that I ever really did. Like I don't do Twitter, uh, so I don't know. Basically, uh, I hope people like it. Uh, I've gotten good feedback from, like, my friends who have heard it, but, you know, friends are your friends, so. <laughs> well, you know, you, you kind of alluded to there being uh, a few new songs you played at this new showcase. So, you know, this new song, You Can't Break Me, is this part of, like, a larger body of work? Is there a new album kind of on deck, or? Absolutely. Uh, we are writing and recording the new album right now, um, and it is... Actually, none of us knows what it's going to be like. We're just recording songs, but as far as like a sonic or genre feel, um, it's going to kind of be all over the place, and I love that. Only because we've made our bones as a an old soul band, retro soul, throwback soul, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, and we can do that but we all came into this project loving so many more types of music that you know we kind of got to explore a little bit in how we're like we made some stuff that wasn't like traditionalist soul and with this album i think it's going to go even further out uh so i i like that but i also understand that um 
if uh, a reviewer or even uh, just a, a listener is trying to consume the album as a whole, it might, you know, it might be kind of disjointed, but at, at the same time, us embracing all of uh, all of our influences and uh, the, all the music that we actually listen to and making music that reflects what we listen to, it kind of also feeds into the the new track-based economy. It's like it's... And we hear from so many people going to seminars, read articles, you know, it's like it's not about albums anymore, you know, everything is track by track. And I really still do think that an album should be uh, uh, somehow... Uh, a whole piece, whether it, uh, it's linked together thematically and not sonically, or sonically and not thematically, you know, whatever. But um, at the same time, I we we've done that for our past couple of albums, so I kind of don't mind this being a hodgepodge of you know of things as long as the songs are good. I don't care if one thing doesn't sound like the other. So I mean, to me, that sounds interesting, though. Um... Is there any kind of timetable on the new album? Like, do you think we'll see it this year, this summer? Like, is it still just too early to say? Or uh, It's sort of too early to say, but uh, we're shooting to have it completely recorded by the end of the summer and uh, maybe release this fall, uh, maybe sometime during the winter. I'm hoping for a 2015 release, uh, but it all depends on... Uh, you know, once we're done, we turn in the uh, the files and the artwork to Bloodshot. They actually have to fit it into their release schedule. So, even though it might be done in August, they might not have time to properly promote it until, or you know, for until January for a January release. So, um, I don't know. I would like it to come out this year just because uh, we've released our first one to the beat of our own drum. Uh, we self-released in uh, 2009. Then there was one more on our first on Bloodshot, which was 2011. Hal was 2013. So I like I just want to keep a solid schedule with every two years. But um, but yeah, if it doesn't come out this year, I'm not going to be mad about it because I'd rather make something good than make something fast. Yeah, absolutely. Now you also mentioned that there was a lineup change. Kind of what was the uh, impetus or catalyst or reasoning behind uh, switching things up with the Uptown Sound? Uh, well, the uh, the first person to go was our old keyboardist, Andy, and uh, he kind of wanted to focus more on, uh, he's in a couple of other bands, and, and namely one called Clip Art, which he, like, he fronts, that's his, like, uh, main thing, so he wanted to give a little bit more time to that, and uh, that's when we picked up Jeremy, who uh, I've been friends with for a while, but I, uh, yeah, he is a brilliant player, a great composer, and, um, and then uh, in the fall, our bassist, uh, Ben, he's been with the project since uh, our inception in 2007. Uh, he had a child. Uh, he's got a daughter now, so he wasn't able to uh, to tour as much. And he's like, well, I can play home shows, but can't really do that. And uh, uh, his sub, uh, the fellow Barry, as our new bassist, basically... Uh, we were playing so much with him that uh, it just kind of worked out for the best. And Ben is actually still working with us. He does all of our like tour management, business management, uh, logistical stuff. He still handles our finances and whatnot. So he's still very much a member of the band. He's just not out on the road with us anymore. Um, and we've added uh, Jovia Armstrong. She is um, she's been playing with us for a couple of years now, but uh, she is now an official. We can no longer do shows without uh, having her on percussion. 
because so much of the new material that we're writing is based on what she brings to it. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of lineup adjustments, there's a lot of new songs in the work, there's a lot of new styles and sounds you're kind of uh, experimenting on and working on. Yeah. I'm not in the suit anymore, I'm so happy. <laughs> Fuck Sooty and the Blowfish. Fuck him. <laughs> So does it feel almost like a new band? You know, is it a new kind of energy within the Uptown Sound? Yes, it does. Um, I, You're all grins. Sorry, I don't want to no, interrupt no, no, you. But absolutely. anybody who's not here with us, which is everyone listening, <laughs> they need to know that, like, when I was asking you this question, this, this big grin just lit up on your face. It is. I mean, we've been doing this for uh, almost eight years now. And this past fall, I mean, Jeremy's been playing with us since, uh, since the summer. Um, and uh, Jovia's been with us for a while. We locked in Barry in, in November, and since then, there's been so much more creativity. Like uh, Bill, uh, another founding member, our, our guitarist, Bill Bungaroth, he and I, uh, and Kevin, uh, our drummer, like, we're, keep talking about how it's, it is like very much like being in a new band. We're all super excited about, about the possibilities. We feel so many more possibilities with this injection of new blood. Um, not to say the old blood wasn't awesome, but you know we have new people with different styles and different influences, and it comes out and they're playing, and all of a sudden, I'm finding different phrasing in songs, you know, like Bill is trying to, uh, you know, he's playing like different kinds of riffs, so it's making, the way that I noticed it most was how it was making old songs, songs that we've been doing since 2008 brand new because I'm like oh wow yeah I can be behind the beat in Baltimore and still like rock it and it's now got this like more slinky feel or something like that so it's um yes very much like a new band and I am very excited I have not uh been this excited about anything since I got a dog <laughs> it's dog worthy I like that man <laughs> should be on the cd cover I haven't been as excited about anything since I got a dog JC Brooks um <laughs> You also mentioned that there's a new side project, and we keep mentioning Jeremy, who hasn't gotten on the mic yet, but Jeremy's involved in the project. You said it's called the KID? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, um, the King is Dead, but we just abbreviate because um, not only is that very long, but it's also kind of pretentious. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it's uh, sort of an electro-pop thing. Our initial influence was um, uh, Portishead meets Frank Ocean. And oh my god, that's amazing! Like you just sold me with that, right and on. the dog comment. <laughs> uh, and it was it was uh, going to be music to OD two, but um, but uh, it's actually grown past that. And now I don't know exactly how I would classify it beyond uh, kind of electro pop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's get Jeremy in here because he's, he's you know the poor guy doesn't have a chair. He's kneeling. It's like we need to get you in here. So here, take take this seat and let's let's bring you over into the conversation. So yeah, the, the candy project, like uh, like Jason mentioned before, we've been friends for a while. We've collaborated musically uh, on different projects. Um, this KID project that we're doing now is it's something that it started as like a down tempo thing. <laughs> Jason's giving me really funny faces, and I guess no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I had like uh, like lint or something on my face, and I got all like case rubby about it. Sorry, no, no, no. He's sticking his tongue. Uh, so like it's it's sort of like you know sort of a down tempo. Uh, like he said, music two O D two, and uh, it's sort of it's evolved just as we write together and collaborate together. Um, it's turned more into like you know I, I don't know how to describe it, which I like. <laughs> like I can't describe music, but that's the thing. We're like I know that you need a quick sound bite, like a five word description to sell something, but I don't have that. 
and I'm also fine with that. That's uh, exciting, though. That yeah. means that it's evolving and it's not just set in one thing. It's yeah, like it hasn't hit. It hasn't hit a plateau uh, evolutionarily. Yeah. Background is like I do video game scores and film scores, so that it sort of has a lot of you know epic ep- elements in it as well. Uh, a lot of layering and uh, cool beats and stuff. But yeah. Well, you know, it sounds like it's just a really exciting time in the world of J.C. Brooks, whether it's with the KID, whether it's with the Uptown Sound, just a lot of really exciting things going on, man. I can't wait to hear the new stuff, and I'm really glad that we got to catch up here at South by. Last time we talked was at North Coast, I think, two years ago, so it's really good to see you here, man, for Chicago Made. Uh, J.C. Brooks and Jeremy, thank you guys so much. Cheers. Thank you, Jaime. It's good to be here.